Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Thursday morning, those are the words of Stephen A. Smith. It's hard to disagree. The Warriors, I don't know, 24 hours ago, were thinking Steph will be back healthy. Clay will be back healthy. That'll re-energize Draymond. We got the number two pick in the draft. We're going to go from 15 and 50 and the delete eight, those are the teams that didn't make the bubble, to being right back to being a Western Conference Man. Finals and NBA Finals contender. But, fellas, hang on. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott in. Jay Williams will be here at 8 a.m. Eastern time, fresh off the draft last night, which we'll talk about in a bit. Get his thoughts on Clay. But, guys, any way you slice it, you heard Brian Windhorst. You heard Stephen A. Smith. 519 days. You could look at it that way. You could look at it as 17 months. You could look at it as one year and five months. I'm talking about the last time Clay Thompson played a basketball game. The last time we saw him limping off the court, game six, 2019 NBA Finals, left ACL. The latest news we hear, 519 days later, a little over a month away from the start of the season, a right leg injury suffered in a workout yesterday. Steve Kerr, team trainers, on the way to Los Angeles as we find out more. Fellas, this is nothing short key of a gut punch. It, it really is. It, you know, I feel bad for Clay having known him and his father and his entire family. It's just one of those tough situations. A guy has been sitting on the sideline for 17 months just waiting to, to clamor to get back to December 22nd when the start of the NBA, NBA season starts back up to, to taking the floor. Um, you know, it certainly is, is derailing in terms of his basketball career and how long he's waited to get back on the court. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people look at it and say, well, there goes the Warriors' NBA championship hopes for this upcoming season. I never really, in all honesty, never really thought that about an NBA title for them. You got two players coming off major injuries. They got to get back in the fold. That's a long ways off. You still got an opportunity to be a, a strong playoff contender, a push-type team to get in there. But I never really felt like they were going to un- unseed the Lakers or un- unseed the uh, uh, potentially Brooklyn or even, for that matter, another team that's right in L.A. and the Clippers. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when I look at it, it just it's just another one of those setbacks for the Golden State Warriors and their fans. Key, you might be the only one in the world that thought that they weren't going to be the go move to the top of the pack. You know, when you talk about with Wiggins, we always, I always assumed that maybe Wiggins was going to be a piece that they can trade and they're going to go get another uh, player that complements them best. But also, you know, I wonder yesterday – how did the injury that broke right before the draft affected their draft? Because I thought that maybe, you know, that pick in Wiggins would have been on the move for like another Bradley Bill or, or another superstar to come in. Like with Clay coming back, even before Durant came, I believe that they were one of the best teams and they won championships. I understand that their bench has have taken a hit. No Livingston, no Iguodala. You know, those were the guys that I think were the glue guys that really were the bridge when, when they were really going. The fact that they had length, length at, at, at certain positions and they had defensive versatility. But, I mean, when you talk about Clay, you talk about Curry, you know, I thought they were ready to serve notice that they were back. And, and I'm sure they took they, they had receipts for everybody that was kicking them while they were down. But as far as a talent-wise, I mean, you add Wiggins, that's a big three. You know, I know Wiggins is a guy that, you know, as a slasher, he's untapped potential. Everybody's waiting for him to take that next step to be a superstar. But when you talk about the spacing that those two provide, two of the best shooters in the game, you know, it opens everything up. And Wiseman at 7-1, being that unicorn, you know, being that, that bogut. When we've seen, um, you know, Golden State dominate, it's been because they had that, those type of players to fill those roles. Like now, I just wonder, 
you know, what they're going to do and, and are they going to be pro, um, you know, proactive out in, in free agency. I mean, I think the NBA is front and, front and center right now, and, I mean, it can't be in a better spot. You know, you got the draft last night. You got free agency tomorrow. I wonder how Clay injury and what these results of this MRI affects what they do moving forward. But I, I thought they were absolutely top three in the West, you know, when you talk about bringing back a player the caliber of Clay. When you look at Zubin, you look at what they've done in the past prior to getting Kevin Durant, much like uh, Bart said, it's true. They were a very obviously NBA championship caliber team, but that was so many years ago. Hey, they, you know, everybody's a little bit older now. You still got Draymond Green on the team, but Draymond Green is not even the same Draymond Green that he was two to three years ago. It's totally different now. And I know we, we always want to make sure that we root for the champions and we're part of the championships and all these sort of things when it comes to Golden State because we like Curry. We like Clay personally, but when you look into the deep parts of the basketball realm, the Lakers certainly went out and got Schroeder, which is a big major move. They've already gotten Anthony Davis, who's going to re-sign with the Lakers. You, LeBron James is there, and I'm sure they're going to make a couple more moves along the way. So when you look at that, the Clippers' free agency starts tomorrow. I'm sure they're going to make one or two moves you know, everybody else within the conference. Houston's not done yet, whatever that is. So as you start to just look at things unfold, this is why I say I never really felt as though they were getting ready to challenge those teams at the top to come out of the West to play somebody out of the East. A few things here just to quickly mention before we get a little perspective from Brian Windhorst, which is really interesting. Number one, Bob Myers, the team's GM, said, look, there was an additional stress on me last night. There's no way I can't say that. I was really thinking about Clay while thinking about the draft. League-wide response was immediate. LeBron tweeting, praying a lot. Clay Thompson is cool like it's super minor. We'll hope that is indeed the case. Draymond Green, prayers up for my brother. And then James Wiseman, who became the latest member of the Warriors just a couple hours after the news, essentially saying, as soon as I saw the news, it was kind of down for me emotionally. But as a team, we've got to get his back no matter what, and he's going to be in great recovery. Going on to say, all praise be to Clay, my teammate. He's going to be just fine. Now, the one thing Key mentioned is the NBA season is starting December 22nd. There were some people that thought it might start in January, could even maybe start around Martin Luther King Day. Some people were saying it could start in March because that would have fans a better chance to get there if a vaccine is approved to or in the pipeline. But with it being starting on December 22nd, just 71 days from an offseason after Keys Lakers hoisted the championship to opening night, truncated, Key's favorite word, truncated offseason. We're going to start earlier than expected. Brian Windhorse is saying maybe Clay had an expedited recovery and it might have cost him a little bit. Clay Thompson has been in Los Angeles ramping up, trying to get ready for the start of the season. You know, he did have a lot of time with recovering from that left ACL, but he hadn't gotten much court time and he didn't play full out when the Warriors had their training camp in the fall. And so here we have all of a sudden the beginning of the season about a month sooner than everybody was expecting. So Clay Thompson has been down in LA from what I understand for over a week running in these games with other NBA players and suffers an injury today. You know, I don't know if it was sped up. 17 months is a really long time to recover, no matter what it is for an ACL. 17 months. This is not 1979. So the ACL injuries with the medicine that we deal with in today's society is like that, Zubin. You know, you can get back in fashion. What happens in in people that kind of know about ACLs, who have had a history with ACLs or been around a lot of ACLs, certainly could tell when a person is compensating and what an injury is, it's the right, it's the left leg you're compensating. So most likely 
you're going to hurt something on your right side of your body. It doesn't necessarily have to be the leg. It could be the hip. It could be just something because your alignment's off. For whatever reason, that's the history of ACLs. Many guys will tell you that have had ACLs that they've had to compensate and something's gone wrong, whether it's a hamstring, just a little tweak here or there. It's always that with compensating. Yeah, it knocks off the balance, right? You know, I, I had reconstructive um, surgery on my big toe, so now I'm, I have tendonitis in my left, in my left, in my right. I had reconstructive surgery on my right toe. Mm-hmm. I have tendonitis on my left leg because it changes the gait, and you don't realize that it changes the way you do things. That's why it's important that you make sure that your body's in alignment. Everybody that's an athlete understands that that you know what happens is it changes the way your your, your body fires, your hamstring don't fire all of a sudden, and you have to be careful. Um, you know, this, this is a, this is to me until, until we, until we get, until we get the results from the MRI, you know, I think we just hold our breath, but I wonder what that does when they get that information as far as how aggressive they're going to be. I I, I know we have Bobby Marks on a little later and I would love to to talk to him and figure out, because I never believed that, that Wiggins was a long-term solution there. I thought that was a contract that they did so that they could move and package maybe Wiseman and Wiggins together to get a third big three, because that's usually how Golden State went, you know, forth about building their teams. And I wonder how this affects those future plans and how aggressive they're going to be in free agency starting tomorrow. We will see. That is the big question. Again, you mentioned Bobby Marks. He will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line coming up in just 20 minutes from now. And, of course, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. So this morning, based on the Clay News, we're asking you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, simply put, what are the Warriors if the Dubs don't have Clay? Are they a top three seed? That seems to be Bart's answer. Are they four to eight? He seems to think they're there, but maybe not all the way there. Or do they entirely miss the playoffs. We want to hear from you on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed, ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Still to come, huge news yesterday from the New York Giants. A coach that has been on the job for 10 games, laying down the law like he's been there for 127 games. Key will explain that. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
What I do like about the Joe Judge locker room is that he has no tolerance for nonsense. Mark Colombo exchanged some words with the head coach Joe Judge, which ultimately led to his dismissal. Who knows if it got physical? Clearly, it got ugly enough for them to fire him. Anytime there's some kind of problem, it seems like it's absolutely nipped in the bud when it comes to the Giants locker room, which is why I think they play hard and they're moving in the right direction. A variance of opinions before the Giants resume their season. The Giants are on the bye this week, so you would think maybe just maybe things would be a little bit laid back there off exit 16W off the New Jersey Turnpike, but anything but. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Mark Scott in the house. Good morning, fellas. Jay will be here at 8 a.m. Eastern to talk all things Warriors. Clay Thompson, the draft, which he was front and center on last night. So here's the deal. Joe Judge gets into some sort of altercation with Mark Colombo. That name might sound familiar. Former NFL player, first-round draft pick of the Bears. Played in the division in the NFC East for the Cowboys for quite some time. Not the investigator Colombo? No, not the investigator Colombo. One last thing. Okay, you have to be way too old to get that. Only Key and I get that one. Peter Falk, who was Colombo, used to go out there, investigate, talk to a criminal. The criminal thinks he's going to get away with it. And then Peter Falk walks away. And then all the brain synapses start firing. He turns around. And his money line would be, uh, just one more thing. Well, just one more thing. Okay, so now for anybody that's not living in ancient times, back to 2020. But Colombo, old school shout out. Okay. Just one more thing on Mark Colombo. Okay, so he was with the Cowboys. He retired. Then he became their assistant offensive line coach. Now he's with the Giants. Yes. Gets into a spat, verbal. The Giants went out of their way to say it was not physical with Joe Judge. They went yeah, out I was of their way. I, I was wondering if it was physical or not because I would think I played with Colombo at right. Dallas. I was, I was, I'm like – Colombo would probably have slapped up Judge. So, I, you know, I wanted to confirm you that that saw wasn't a the case. You never saw me either, but I know it ain't pretty. So let me give you the quick end of the story and, Key, get your thoughts on it. Um, essentially, he's gone. Yes. Uh, let's say Joe Judge is maybe gently asking him to maybe we'll provide you with some help. We're going to yes. bring somebody over from the Pats that I like. We're obviously struggling. We've got to protect Daniel Jones. He's been a little more clean the last couple games. But they get into some sort of, let's just call it, altercation. Joe Judge <laughs> has been on the job <laughs> for 10 games, but you think – this is channeling a guy that once coached the Giants for 127 games and won a couple Lombardis. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is a page taken out of a Bill Parcells book. Um, it's very difficult to fire an offensive line coach in the middle of the year, an offensive line coach, because of the protections, the scheme, all the different things, the techniques that that Colombo has taught the offensive line. Now you have somebody else coming in that you have a relationship with. I understand. I get that. Because he probably didn't want to hire Colombo to begin with. But when you are a new head coach that has never done it before, that's young, it's very difficult to build your entire staff on your own. Five years from now, he can pick and choose whoever he wants. Mm -hmm. But coming into it, it's kind of like, we're going to help you along the way. We're going to bring in Jason Garrett, former head coach, so you can kind of learn how to be a head coach. But he's also going to call the plays for you. Oh, by the way, he also wants to fill out the offensive side of the staff. So you have to give something away a little bit until such due time that you get a little bit of skins on the wall and you can go to the owners and now start to say, look, I, I need to do it my way. Mm -hmm. So he goes in it. He talks. They say, he says to them, I want to bring somebody along to help. You go to Mark Colombo and ask Mark Colombo. You go to him and you say, Hey, I got a, I got an idea that'll make us better. And whatever the conversation ended up, he didn't like it.
because now it feels like you're saying I'm not doing my job. That That's what it feels like. So whatever the words we exchange, in the end, Joe Judge has the right to say, you know what, man? Get, I, don't, I don't want you anyway. Get out of here. Go. Bye-bye. See you later. To get it over with. But it's also sending a message to the rest of the team, the rest of the coaching staff, and to the fan base that I'm not putting up with any nonsense. I'm going to go down in flames if I'm going to go down. I'm, I'm going to do it the way that I want to. The problem with that is it's cool right now, and you're playing great, and you're doing out. The tougher you are, the more people are going to expect for you to put those W's on the board. You could get away with it for a couple years, but if you don't start winning at a high rate, mm-hmm. it, it falls on deaf ears. It just really does. Take a look at everybody that's ever coached before. When that message gets stale, it's like, man, get, get somebody else in here. Well, that's why most coaches got a life expectancy about 10 years because what happens, you've heard all their stories. But right now you got to understand that Joe Judge is in the newlywed phase, right? And right now everybody in that building is watching to see if he's about that smoke. Right, seeing that his word, if his words and his actions match, we saw his words and his actions match. Remember when they he had him running uh, gassers and guys like, what are we doing? We don't do that. This is not college. This ain't New England, right? So everybody's testing him, right? Everybody's you know borderline habitual line steps. You got guys that's going to try and, and and see what they can get away with. We saw Golden Tate try and be a habitual line stepper, you know, the other week. Oh, you know what? You suspended. You know what I'm saying? You you got to go home. See you later. What did he do? He came back and he and, and he apologized. So really what's happening is, you know, he wanted to have the people like when you're a first time head coach, you want to have guys that you know that's in that foxhole with you, not guys that are trying to undermine you and trying to be a head coach for themselves. So you got Colombo sitting there. He's, he's, he's a foreigner, right? He's a foreigner, but you're trusting him to be on your squad. He's Jason Garrett's guy. He's not my guy. So he, what did he do? He said, all right, I'll take the staff in which you guys want to help me to have because you want to borderline babysit me by going out and getting me a former head coach to make sure that I can have a smooth transition so that I can you know, be, bring in. So you, you give me some players that I can get, right? So I can go get Deion Lewis because I have a history with him. He's going to sing my praises. He's going to be my, we used to call him CIA inside of the locker room. Just he's go ahead be, and say it, man, snitch. Yeah, CIA. Yeah, so he's, going, he's the informant, right? So you bring in players. I locker mean, listen, when I, when I came over, I was, I was the guy for Rex. Not that I was going up snitching the Rex, Uh-oh. but I was the guy that was that was in, No, I was the guy that was in there. Me, me Jim Leonard, Marquise Ooh. Douglas. You think about. I got to uh, watch you now, Tre- Tre- Trevor Price, right? I was the guy that was saying, listen, guys, listen, this is how we do it. And, and trust me, the dude got a plan. You can trust him, right? Because nobody trusts him because he's a first-time head coach. He's a special team coach at that, so he doesn't come in with the same gravitas or the same respect that a guy that had already been a head coach somewhere else did before. So Colombo want to get out of pocket because now you're trying to micromanage me and bring one of your guys here from New England. I think his name is Dave Guillermo or something like that, right? So, sure. he's, so he knows. So now you're going to bring somebody in here that you're trying to replace me. So now I got an issue with that. But the problem is you, your, your resume may be good, Colombo, but it, it ain't good here and it ain't good with me because guess what? Thomas, who was supposed to be like the, the best pick, right? We picked him and we passed on uh, Becton. We passed on all these dudes, right? And now, now we're we looking at they're underperforming. Bart, we try to go to commercial break. Man, man. well, you sucked all the air out the mic and now you left me two seconds. Are no, you out playing. of your mind, man? They Listen, got a clock. Hey, Keyshawn, J. The man been screaming go to break for the last oh, 40 seconds. Straight up? Oh, my, my, turn my treble up. I can't hear you. This is not Bart and Han. When a man says go to break, go to break. <laughs> 
Can we add whip bar, Scott? <laughs> Maybe later coming. Smaller through. font. We got to put it in smaller. Dude, you got to tell me to be quiet, man. I can't hear it. Please. All good. All good. You're right, though. Andrew Thomas, the number four overall pick, the offensive tackle from Georgia, has really struggled, and that could be part of the move for sure. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. We'll get the technical crew here with Bart here during the commercial break to get it all squared away. I think uh, he pulled it out so he didn't have to. America, hear. it ain't me. America, it ain't me. <laughs> On the way, the biggest game in the very short. NFL history of one city and the home team is dealing with a way bigger issue than the league's best offense, which is coming to town. We'll get to all of that big, big story in the NFL. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The next mission for Patrick Mahomes and company to avenge their only loss of the season. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. Bart Scott is in the house. Jay will join us this morning at 8 a.m. Eastern to talk all things NBA draft, to talk all things Clay Thompson. And to get more perspective on those two things, we'll be joined by Bobby Marks, who spent more than two decades in an NBA front office. He's our front office insider, and he's on the way in six minutes. So if you're an NBA fan, hang tight. We got you covered all morning long, the day after the draft and the day before free agency. All right, so here's the deal. You guys know he's been all over the Raiders all season long. They go into Arrowhead. They win. They defeat the Chiefs. Sunday night football, they'll meet again. I have to... Make sure I say this slowly. They'll meet again in Las Vegas, which is still strange to say, but they'll play at that brand-new sparkling palace, Allegiant Stadium, with no fans. However, the Raiders now have 11 players on the reserve COVID-19 list, the first overall pick of the um, uh, Mike Mayock era, fourth overall pick in the draft, Cleveland Farrell, first pick they made together, tested positive for the virus. So everybody that's been in and around those guys has to go into some sort of quarantine. We sort of saw it with Ben Roethlisberger last week, right? Not exactly testing positive, but you're around somebody that did. Right now, the Raiders have 11 players on the reserve COVID-19 list with the bulk of them coming on the defensive side of the football. It's just a matter of a few hours. They wouldn't play a game in Las Vegas at 1 p.m. Eastern time. They would play it at 4.05 or 4.25, but it's notable this game will be played at 8.20 p.m. Eastern time. Just gives you four extra hours or so, depending on how tight the NFL's protocols are. As close contacts, not positive tests, as close contacts, the players could be eligible to return in time for the game, but the biggest key is to test negative all throughout the week to do that. What do you make of this? We're going to see it every every week, right? That's what seems like it's been happening in the National Football League since the beginning of the season. There's somebody on every single team either testing positive or going into some sort of protocol. So, you know, you look at it, and you say, well, it's interesting that everybody's on defense. They get ready to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. I mean, nah, it's not that. It's, it's, just, it's, it's just interesting. It's like they get ready to play Kansas City, and everybody's on defense. What do they do? Like, what happens? Do you move the game? Do you push it off till Monday? Now you're playing around with schedules again. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just 
this is going to happen. It's it's going to happen. Yeah, but it seems to happen to the Raiders more than anybody. I mean, they've been habitual line steppers. You talk about the <laughs> gathering they had with no mask. We talk about all the fines that have been levied towards the um, towards the Raiders. I don't know if it's Vegas, what they're doing away from the field, but you know they really got to tighten the screws down because they have a good football team. And I think the first game they just were more physical. This team resembles a John Gruden, Mark Mayock. Um, type of uh, team, they're physical, they're young, they play hard, and they have a real legitimate chance to get into a wild card and make noise. We had so many questions about Carr coming in. Was he the future with this team? And listen, I think he's proven that he's taking the, taking the steering wheel. He's not crashing the car. And this team is fast, it's physical, you know, you know, and I think that they have it just like Al Davis like it, right? This is building the image of Al Davis, the old school Raiders. They're tough, man, in the trenches. They got big tackles. They ground and pound. Hudson is one of the best centers in the league, but they can't derail. They got to. They need to have a team meeting and say, hey, man, we got to well, be There's only a couple better. things that's going to happen, Bart, right? They're either going to postpone the game to a nut later or, date or they're just going to move it, uh, or, move it, you know, a day or two. Yeah, but remember the third thing, though, Key. Right, because if they found out that they were negligent, you know, there's been talks that, you know, remember the team, if the game is canceled mm-hmm. and it was going to the whole win percentage thing, they were saying that, hey, if, if a team is found to be negligent, they'll forfeit the game. But then what happens is the other team don't get paid because the game isn't played. So then in turn, they probably get fined again because they should be on the hook, I believe, to have to pay, you know, the salaries for that week for Kansas City. That's the only way you're going to deter these teams from living reckless. I know we all have COVID fatigue. And, you know, guys got to make sure that we're doing a better job because we're getting closer to the end. You know what November represents. November is a dash for the cash. That's where the cream rises to the top. That's when you're trying to get those positioning for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't know if they were reckless or what, what happened. I Certainly in the past they've been corporates of doing, you know, doing some things that they probably shouldn't have done. But who knows how this has come about. I know one thing, they got to get it fixed before they step on the field against the Kansas City Chiefs because they don't want to step on the field without players. There's no doubt. Here's a couple of uh, things to bolster Bart's point here. You kind of mentioned the habitual line steppers of the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. I'll give you some numbers to back that up. 22 instances of players being added to the COVID reserve list for the Raiders. 22. So essentially half of them are coming yesterday in the story that we saw. 22, though, second behind the Jaguars. And you guys didn't think the Jaguars led the league in anything. But the Jaguars (laughs) do lead the league in that particular category. I would also say that right now the entire NFL is under what they're calling intensive protocol, which is ramped up measures, PCR testing, point of care testing, all these terms that many of us have become familiar with dealing with COVID in our lives. So while teams are trying to mitigate to some degree and while some teams to Bart's point are stepping over the line the league is essentially saying we've got ramped up heightened protocols and as we found out with Tennessee it's up to you to follow them we can't babysit all the time there will be massive discipline if we find something but this is sort of like this is a little crazy to say this because these are grown as Key likes to say grown men this is an honor system. Grown men with full beards with car seats in the back. Car seats in the back. Dads, men, grown people. This is sort of an honor system, which is something that hasn't been talked a little bit about. We're right. putting these protocols in place, and we are pleased asking you to follow them. And, and, and we, 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 we don't know, right? You don't know how, where it came from. We don't know that they're not following the protocols. For all we know, they just might just took off the mask to pump some gas and bam. We don't know. 
We just don't know. So I would hate to assume that they were not following the protocols and put that out there. We don't know. We'll, we'll find out. That's for sure. Indeed. We're going to find out what's going to go on here with the Golden State Warriors. What is their front office thinking right now, the morning after the draft, the James Wiseman era begins, but are they starting to wonder if the Clay Thompson era might be ending sooner rather than later? Let's go. Clay Thompson was working out in Southern California when he suffered what was described to me as a lower right leg injury. This is nightmarish. This is nightmarish. All championship hopes are out the window. Those the words of Stephen A. Smith. It's hard to disagree at this point. The Warriors are coming off a 15 and 50 season. They didn't even basically make it to the bubble. But you get a healthy Steph, you get a healthy Clay, you add the number two pick, which turned out to be James Wiseman, and boom, we're right back in this thing. But hang on a second. Almost all of that is true, except for the Clay Thompson part, suffering an injury yesterday while working out in Southern California. MRI on the way. Steve Kerr, the team trainers, are on their way to Los Angeles. Uh, to be with Clay Thompson. Let's bring in Bobby Marks. He joins us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. He spent more than two decades inside the Nets front office. So put your front office cap on this morning. If you're general manager Bob Myers of the Golden State Warriors, Bobby, what is the organization thinking this morning, hours after the draft and hours away from probably knowing some of the severity of Clay Thompson's latest injury? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm shifting towards the trade market. You know, you go from the draft last night and now i'm looking at what does that 17 million dollar trade exception get you um you know to kind of give you an insurance policy with the news of clay and you you also want to try to use that to build out your bench here so you're looking down rosters and seeing what makes sense that it's that uh exception expires on um i believe on monday uh, on the 23rd here so yeah, it's a it's a it's a shame. You know, I had them as my loser of the night, and it wasn't because of James Wiseman pick. It was because of you know they basically set the tone with uh, you know with the injury to, to, to Clay Thompson, and we wait and see. But yeah, you'll have that exception to try to figure out if you can you know go out and, and um, you know uh, you know acquire a player and trade. But from a, from a free agent standpoint, you're looking at guys who you know are in the you know the minimum salary. You've got that five point seven million dollar. Um, Taxman level. The shooting guard position is not a good class for um, you know free agents out there. So yeah, you went from potentially a top four team in the Western Conference to now probably a team just fighting to get into the playoffs if he has if he has a long term uh, injury here. How does the James Wiseman pick at number two impact the roster now for the Golden State Warriors? Well, I mean, it gives him a starting center right off the bat. And I think you could put Wiseman out there, um, you know, you know, when you get going in training camp for, and, and play, you know, 20, 25 minutes. I, I'm, I, I, I like what they did. I think they didn't, they did not panic. And all of a sudden you get news that Clay's hurt. And they are, all of a sudden you're, as I said last night, getting cute with your board and you're moving guys around that you didn't have. And oh, you're moving back and now you got to get shooting and stuff. They, they didn't. They said, you know, hey, James is the best player at, at number two. We're going to pick it. We're going to deal with the clay uh, injury uh, tomorrow, and we, we go we go from there. So um, I always said, though, Keyshawn, uh, that the one thing you want to do, and, and there was a lot of talk about, you know, did they trade the pick and they move back? I said, well, you draft these guys, and you polish them all up nice, and then let's see where they are in February or March when the trade deadline comes around, and, and maybe there's, you know, when you have that and you have that Minnesota pick, 
you know, maybe there's an all-star out there that you can try to go get. It was a little bit premature. So um, I like the Wiseman pick. I think it will certainly help. Um, you know, but like most of these kids, you know, there's still going to be a, a big-time learning curve here. Bobby Marks, ESPN NBA front office insider, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin this morning. Um, who won the draft, Bobby, last night? Who got the best? Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia. I think they won the draft because once again they showed us that any trade any contract is movable with the Horford tra- uh, the Horford trade that started the night with uh getting Danny Green and, and Terrence Ferguson. I uh, like what they did at twenty one, um with Tyrese Maxey and then they went out and got Seth Curry and, and for um you know, they sent uh, Josh Richardson to Dallas and got Seth Curry and Dal Moray in his first uh, first night to the boatload of money balanced out that roster. Uh, we'll see where Simmons is from a health standpoint, but I really like I really like what Philadelphia did. I like what Brooklyn did. I like what the Clippers did, where they kind of sacrificed you know draft picks, but they won for win now players. Brooklyn with Lonji Shaman and and with the Clippers with Luke uh, Luke Kennard there. So um, you know now we enter free agency, and we'll we'll see how that plays out. Hey Bobby Bar Scott, I love talking to you because you're like a beautiful mind, and you can you play chess, not checkers. <laughs> Uh, I still want to go back to Golden State uh, because last year when they traded D'Angelo Russell for Wiggins, I believe that that pick was made so that they can eventually move uh, Wiggins. And and that's why, you know, it was a lot of reports saying that maybe they were going to move the pick and maybe end Wiggins. And now they have a a wrench in that, of course, with Clay. But, you know, the deal that fell through with uh, Bogdanovich, uh, do we see maybe potentially him being someone that can go and and, and the Golden State Warriors can capitalize on bringing him in and and having like a a mini big three all over again? I think it's going to be a challenge with Bogdanovich just because of, you know, you saw when Milwaukee just had what that went through with the, you know, when you acquire a player in the signing trade and he's a restricted free agent, you know, it hard caps you. And when you have uh, the contracts of Thompson, Curry, Green, um, already, and if you want to go to sign and try to route, you know, it, it really limits you, and I don't even think it would even work because where the, where the Warriors' salaries are now, I think they're 15 or $16 million even the, over the luxury tax. So that would be an ex, an a challenge. You'd have to really – you basically have to move the Wiggins money, um, you know, elsewhere and, and some other other pieces here, which, which is going to be tough to do. But – yeah, this is not a um, – I call it a singles and doubles free agent class. I mean, it's not a – it's probably he- heavy at the center position, um, something they do not need. Um, they do have that Minnesota pick, but I don't know if you really uh, – in 2021, I don't know if you're, if you're there yet that you want to go out and, and dangle that because it does have a lot of, um, a lot of value. Indeed, it does. So the draft is down. Free agency is next. It's not exactly the summer of Durant or LeBron or even the summer of Gordon Hayward, but it will be interesting to see what it happens when it begins tomorrow. You can catch Bobby on SportsCenter all throughout the day and here on ESPN Radio. Huge 24-48 hour span here for the NBA. Bobby, thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh-huh. You got it. I'm Let's available go. available in free agency. Are you available? Uh, available. What if we non-tender you, Keith? Can we non-tender you? I think I'll take Van, oh! I th- I think I'll take Van Fleet. It's the summer of Van Fleet, baby. It's good to be the hottest free agent in, in, in free agency when nobody else is around. I'm talking about Fred Van Vliet. We're talking about going from A to Z.
Fellas, I know what you're thinking. No, not the drinking bourbon, Bourbon Street. It's a little too early for that. Okay, here we go. From A to Z, brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Unhinged, starring Russell Crowe. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. The Mets' Robinson Cano, once upon a time on a Cooperstown track, has been suspended for the entire 2021 season for PED use. This is, again, he missed 80 games back in 2018. A second positive test means a full 162-game suspension. Cano will also have to forfeit his $24 million salary. Drew Brees said, I'm going to get a second opinion. I got those five rib injuries. I got the collapsed lung. I'm going to go to another doctor, see if he can give me a better diagnosis or prognosis. According to our Ed Werder, the answer was, bro, you got five cracked ribs and a punctured lung, and there's nothing you can do about it. But if you think it's going to be old Jameis trotting out there Sunday when the Falcons come to town, Adam Schefter says, hang on a second. People pointing to Jameis Winston. Let's just see here how this unfolds, and let's see how it develops I think the Saints like both quarterbacks. I think there's a lot of support amongst the players for Jameis Winston, and I know how much the Saints like Taysom Hill, so I'm not ready to just appoint Jameis Winston as the surefire starter just yet. Key, what do you think of that? Yeah, I love Shafty, but... That's like starting Tim Tebow. Go ahead and say it, man. Whether he starts him or not, you may start him because you want to mix something up for a few plays or whatever the case is. But the backup quarterback and the future quarterback of the New Orleans Saints is Jameis Winston. That's if they believe if they believe him, they would never brought Jameis in, right? You know, we saw this last year. We we saw this last year with Teddy Bridgewater. We know that it's going to be packages for Taysom Hill. He's an he's he's an off speed pitch. He's not the he's not the main guy. No, Taysom Hill. What what has he thrown in his career? Ten passes. I mean, like it's just it's not going to happen. Sean Payton is smart enough to know in order to win these football games, you've got to have a guy underneath that center like a Jameis Winston who has played, who has started, who has played well at times in this league. The guy threw for 30 touchdowns last year, man. And 30 what else, though? <laughs> but but here's what I would say to that, Bart. Much like his receiver at the time, Godwin said, all of those interceptions are not on Jameis Winston. It's just not. He can't. He's, it, it's impossible to throw 30 picks. When they drop in balls, batting off your hands, he, he has turned the ball over, but everybody points to the 30 interceptions. It's just not fair. It's, it's not fair to just say it 30 on him. You know and I know them receivers be bouncing balls off their hands, running the wrong routes at times. So I give him 20 out of 30. Okay, He's so got about 20 out of 30, so what which the, is still a lot. What about the 12 fumbles? <laughs> no, he turned the ball over. There's no question about it, but that's not going to happen in New Orleans yeah. because Sean Payton is not going to allow him to turn the football over. Speaking of Sean Payton, so it's a 30 for 30 for Winston, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, but he got LASIK, so now he's 20-20. Here's Sean Payton. Here's Sean Payton on what he thinks about the update on this quarterback situation. You got Breeze, obviously out. Winston, Taysom. You know how the fellas feel. Here's the opinion of the only guy that counts. Sean, can you share any updates on your plans at the quarterback position this week? No updates, Mike. I'm eating my bagel. I was hoping to be chewing it when you asked that question. <laughs> no update on Drew's injury status either? Specific? Nope. Nothing point? specific. Yeah. Nothing there. What kind of bagel? Uh, is it a everything Monday. bagel or is it like sesame seed? Or? It's, it's a poppy seed steamed bagel, which are hard to find, actually. With cream cheese? Yep. 
He's got enough money to put locks on it. Let's be honest. A steam bagel? Steam bagel. I love a steam bagel. I don't know. I'd toast it if I ever had yeah. one. Right. right. Yeah, that's kind of like it. But steamed is great because then you can just slice right through it. Toasted bagel's a little crunchy when you cut through it with a knife. Yeah, but, but that's how I one, want it, though. Fresh out of the oven. And, 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 and as far as Sean Payton saying anything about uh, who's going to start the, you know, <laughs> like he's not going to tell you anything about who's starting. Yeah, why, what, who, why would he do that? He'll tell why, you about his breakfast. But well, <laughs> yeah, why would I? Oh, yeah, by the way. We're going to start Jameis, and he's been practicing all week long with all the reps for the ones. No, no, he's never, go, he's never going to tell you anything. What coach that's smart in the National Football League is going to tell you what's going on inside their building? But let me stick up for the, for the media guys because, you know. No, he's got to ask a question. He's got to ask him. Yeah, he's got to ask a question. There's no question about it, and he's going to get the same answer. What's your breakfast thing of choice real quick? I don't eat breakfast. Yeah, you don't eat for the entire four hours. Yeah, Actually, neither do I. Well, I drink a lot of bad beverages. You have eaten. <laughs> you have eaten. He doesn't eat it's, anything for the whole four hours of the show, Bart. Me either. Yeah, I'm just actually well, noticing. you're not that. here on four hours all the time. Well, uh, I don't eat breakfast. It actually, it's break fast, really. It's really a fast. Oh, gotcha, Yeah, I, even gotcha. when I played, everybody would be sitting down eating the food and stuff. I just, I'm good. I go to practice. I'm good. Yeah. Hmm. You burn that ketones, baby. You know what I'm saying? That's why you <laughs> still look young, man. I got to watch you, though, man. Why, man? Because you might have been snitching in the locker room. Nah, bro. Nah, I'm solid. Anybody, you ask any teammate of me, baby, I'm solid. 100. Down like I don't know. I'm worried. Nah, ever since you said that. Rex, you know, we bring in guys. that He brought brought in dudes that was going to sell that message in the locker room. Hey, man. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio. 